Listeners, today is uh, March 13th, 2022. You're now listening to The Crow Show. I'm your host, Torch the Poet. I do have Miss Tessa King on the line. Well, I was on the line like I'm on the phone, but um, she's, <laughs> uh, she's on the mic with us today. How are you today, Queen? I'm good. I'm, I'm here. I showed up, right? <laughs> yeah, that's real talk that's real talk yeah 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 I'm okay i've had a rough week but I, you know what this is what this is uh kind of what got me through the week now and i got something awesome to do so um and someone awesome to talk to well i definitely uh, appreciate you no i appreciate you like it's i'm i'm freaking honored man i feel like it, i'm like what <laughs> my son was like my son he's 14 almost and he was like who is this for? And I was like, Torch the Poet. And he was like, oh my gosh, I love him. For real? <laughs> yes. Damn. Yes. I'm honored. Yes. That ass yeah, serious. I'm cool. honored right now. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my boyfriend, I'm he was honored. like, he was like, who is this? Yeah, I was telling you earlier what I was doing. And uh, he was like, who? And he's like, I listen to him all the time. So I'm, you're I'm, listening to it in Tennessee, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm. Wait, say it again. I'm sorry. Say, say that part again. You're li- you're being listened to in Tennessee like crazy. I, I thought I heard you say that, but I'm like Tennessee. Damn. Um, yeah. I knew shit. I'm, what's up, what's up? I'm over here really like my mouth is <laughs> like drop. You know. Um, I was telling a dear friend like I get nervous for these these conversations conversations. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, just as much as 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 you all as my guest. Um, because yeah. I'm, I'm excited, you know, um, I love being unscripted and I feel like I that helps with, you know, people just getting to know the real you, um, you as my guest. Um, yeah. you know, so I, I <laughs> I'm over here like, really like, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, um, yeah, I know. <laughs> to, to hear, you know, I, because I, I really pride myself on wanting to, um, uh, be someone that young men, especially young men of, of color, yeah. um, most importantly, you know, young men um, of all ethnicities. Well, my, I'll tell you, my son is, uh, is, is a product of two addicts, one ex-addict, one still ongoing, his mm-hmm. father. And so uh, to influence someone like him is needed because he needs it. Uh, and I think that's why he's drawn to you. Um, but um, yeah, so his dad went to prison several times, mm. uh, fed, feds twice, state mm. once, you know what I'm saying? Um, he's in New Orleans right now on the run mm. from probation as well as um, uh, child support. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but then he wants to call me up and say, I want to come home. I'm like, okay, go ahead. You're going to get arrested, though. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but it's hard for my, I have three boys, and they're all his. And um, he was, I was married to him for 15 years. Here, here, we, here we go. Here's the conversation. <laughs> I was married to him for 15 years and um, very abusive uh, relationship, narcissist. Um, he could be a good man when he wanted to be. You know what I'm saying? He'd be a good guy at heart if he took his antidepressants, his mental health meds. Um, he was right on, but he was very jealous because he would do bad things himself. So he would 
whatever you call it, put, you know, put that on other people like me. And put, what do you call that? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, portray it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, project. I'm the one. Project. Yeah, project. There it is. Mm. There it is. I knew it was a P word. Dang it. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> yes, project his stuff onto me. And so um, I was, I mean, I don't, best trust and believe. I'm four foot 10, I'm 90 something pounds. Uh, he's 6'3, 200 pounds. But best trust and believe, I about got taken to jail several times. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it made me stronger. But I do have PTSD from it. Uh, he was the drug lord. I sold a lot of drugs for him. Uh, when I was 18 and 19, I started using about 17, uh, dabbling in smoking weed or drinking. Um, you know, then it became the ecstasy thing because I'm 38. So I'm from the area where ecstasy was, you know, real. And, uh, and I dropped out of high school. I thought I could get my GED and I lost it by four points and I just never went back to take it. Well, um, I moved to Knoxville and started selling for him, riding around with him just in case he got pulled over and he'd pay me for stuff, you know what I'm saying? And he was working for some big time people and there was a 45 person conspiracy and he was arrested and did some fed time. When he got out, he, you know, hissed me up. And of course, I was like, oh my gosh, big C's, whatever he called him. His name's Chris. He's from Memphis. So, you know, mm. he, yeah. Um, so, anyone's, uh, he was like, hey, girl, you can come by and hang out with me. Well, that was my mistake. I did. And I didn't leave. And I ended up being with him because I was dependent on him. He made me quit my job. You know what I'm saying? Um, I never could really leave the house uh, because of the bad things he would do. He would so just treat me horrific, you know? So I'm going to move on from that. But I was an addict for, for uh, opioids was my thing. Opioids became my, my big deal. I did a lot of pills. Um, I have fibromyalgia. And so they would give me medicine you know, for just about anything because I'm I live in pain. Today I just suffered through it, or I'd make teas, or do the natural herbal thing, you know. Uh-huh. But uh, almost five years ago, this this coming this twenty seventh of this month, um, five years ago, I had a mental breakdown. I was clean a year before that, and through that mental breakdown. My mom, my my youngest son has always been with me, and he's 10 now, and his name is Seth, and he's awesome. And uh, my other two is Kyler and Hayden. I just have to say their names, so they'll be mad. Um, but um, anyways, uh, Seth, he, uh, my mother seen that I was kind of not mentally okay, and she was like, you just need to go home and sleep it off, and Seth can stay here. Well, I felt like that was the last straw for me, and I just, I broke, you know? I called my ex up after we hadn't talked in like a year and he was not doing well. He picked me up. I went on this month long, crazy. I don't even know. It felt unreal. You know what I mean? Like I died on with fentanyl like five times. I overdosed, you know what I'm saying? And then 
I was never a meth user. I will send you some pictures. I was never a meth user and I did a lot of that. And I got hep C in that one month. This is a, this Damn. is the reason I'm saying this. I'm being raw and real because the reason I'm saying this is because I went 18 years without having hep C. And it, I had just been tested like three months before this. And I got hep C in that one month because I was wilding out. You hear me? Well, wilding out so much to where we got so high, we're, we broke into a place and stole a box truck. And um, it had tires, but we stole a bunch of other equipment. And <laughs> okay, it's funny because <laughs> the guy that we stole it from, he's seen us driving around in it. Okay. And this is in Knox County in Knoxville. And uh, he, uh, the guy follows us, calls the police, and he says, uh, uh, anyways, he follows, they tell him to follow us and keep, keep, keep us on route, right? So they pull in the hotel when we was about to go in and rest. Finally, I ain't slept in like a week, you know? And, uh, and so a bunch of cops pull up. This dude is right in front of us videotaping the whole thing. We were all over the news for this. They videotaped us getting arrested, you know? Um, but I can say that I was more relieved. I've been arrested 26 times. This is the time that I was the most relieved to be arrested. Because he beat the crap out of me that month. I've seen worse things in my whole life in that one month than I've ever seen in my 18 years of addiction. You know what I'm saying? And it was like hell. I I just, I, it was hell. I don't understand. I could never go back to that. You know what I'm saying? It, so, I want to help people, you know? So let, but, me, but, but let me ask you this. Was, was, was the individual that you that you mentioned was he your introduction to using drugs or or no you... he was just he was my introduction into big dealing and uh my introduction into a lot of other things uh he i was with him for you know off and on 17 years so really um so you started first, becoming you started yeah, becoming my... more the user of your own product yeah 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 and um, I didn't even like coke or crack. And that's really what he sold. And so, but he also sold weed. And one day he had like 25 pounds and, you know, stacked up against his wall. Mm -hmm. And so, you know what I'm saying? And so, uh, but, you know, it was like scary, but it was also like fun. You know what I mean? Like you didn't know what you're going to get into next. It was scary, but I don't know. I, I was very raised. I was raised very religious. In a very religious home, um, it was Pentecostal basically, and uh, so I felt like if I didn't clean my closet out right, I was going to hell, you know. And so, so I, I had to, sh I had to strip. I had to strip myself of that religion. But see, I tasted the world at seventeen when they gave me pain meds, and when my first boyfriend, which was my music minister's son, um. But uh, my first boyfriend introduced me to marijuana and ecstasy, you know, and that's how it started. And so I just got really on the pain pills and suboxone things for a while. But okay, so let me go into the story, right? This is this is crazy. So I'm in jail for that incident, right? And 
I'm in jail and I didn't know I was on the news until like a month later because my mom called me and finally told me about it. And she's like, Tessa, you're on the news. You know, everybody knows. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh my gosh. And I just back to my cell, right? And I was like in tears, like, I'm never going back to my hometown. <laughs> I'm never going to let anybody see me. Like, this is crazy. And all of a sudden, I just felt like this peace wash over me. Like, and I felt this voice just say, why are you so mad? I'm going to use this for my glory. This is going to be your platform. And I'm going to tell you, it. that's what happened to me. I got out and somehow <laughs> I get off probation five years of state probation in two months. And um, I got out, though, three months later, and I started helping people get into treatment. And he was still in jail. I helped him try to get help after he got out, but he ran. So, you know, there's that. That's the end of that. But the other thing is I prayed for a home for this, for our town, because Loudoun County, where I live, has nothing. And we just went, my heart's desire was to help people and especially women. And I really let go of everything, even men. I've been celibate for almost five years. Can you believe that? That's crazy. Um, but um, anyways, I, I even give that up. Like, And all of a sudden, this man that my mother knew, that's a millionaire that she used to work with. She was a real estate agent for years. And she he bought this big, huge home that used to be a church. It's laid out perfectly for a program. I wrote the program. I directed the program. It was three years of a lot of good, hard work, really great stuff, productive, you know, coming out of it. These girls, some of them are doing so great still. Some of them didn't make it as usual. That's just how it is. It's hard. Some come back. You know what I'm saying? They want to say, when they say, I want to come home, that's, that's, that's when you know you're doing something right. You know what I'm saying? Um, we wanted to heal the mind, body, and spirit and uh, get to the root of the issue. It's a long-term program. And um, it's nonprofit. And it's called Beauty for Ashes Freedom House in Little City. It's a beautiful program. Um, but I've had to step back this past year because I've been so sick. I got burned out. I was working just me for a while, you know? And I had my three boys. I just, I don't know. I, I think emotionally, mentally, I got beat down so much by the girls or their families that didn't like the things that maybe are rules or, you know, if they get the things they may have, you know, write, uh, like a essay on why well, I should be a better example. You know what I mean? Like something like that. They didn't like so, or if they get kicked out for using in the house or something, or they had those warnings a couple of times or something else had happened. Well, when that happens, stuff like that, people retaliate, you know? And I got a lot of retaliation. And I think that that, between that, it kind of broke me down a little bit. And I started losing weight. And I, I stepped down and I, I trained another director. I helped from afar, but the smoking, you know, CBD and stuff like that has really like they're like oh my gosh she's not really clean but to me you know what I'm still talking to people online I'm still helping people every day I'm here I'm showing up I'm using drugs at all you know what I'm saying like that's where I'm at like it's just it's hard because 
I feel like I was doing all these big things. And I also did that CDC thing, you know, and CDC Chesney to the RX awareness campaign. And for the Eastern region of the United States, I did that. People call me all the time, like, see you on this commercial. I'm like, yeah, I know it's crazy. And I still can't believe it. You know what I mean? And so it's just, it's a lot, man. I've got a lot of stories, but <laughs> I'm just kind of rambling. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, well, no, I'm letting you, I'm, I'm just letting you open up and vent. Um, I, I, I am curious about how a lot of these, how a lot of the, the things you have gone through, how it has certainly um, shaped your life as, as far as, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not going back to that lifestyle. So like, what are some of the safety nets or the checks and balances that you have in place to certainly ensure like, okay, I'm done with that shit to hell right, with that right, life. Right. And, and right. well, because I see when I watch people come in mm -hmm. or when I'm talking to people and I, or I'm dealing with someone that's coming up out of a meth psychosis, especially, uh, or even dope sickness, you know what I'm saying? that right there, those, those are things that scare me. Uh, but my kids are like the one big thing too. And me, myself, I would not make it. You hear me? I would not make it back if I went back out there. I don't have the desire. I don't, no, I really don't ever have the desire. I haven't in five years. I just don't think about it because to me, it's like a turnoff. And I'm glad for that because I think that's something I really prayed for and something I really strived for, you know what I'm saying? And I have people that held me accountable. Being accountable is so important. And my kids hold me accountable. My mother, these girls, that's what helped me. The girls pushed me, you know what I'm saying? Like working with them, I had to be the example, you know what I'm saying? And after three and a half years of that, I got tired of being the example. Not that I didn't want to do good or whatnot. It's just that I needed a break, you know? But right now, what I, the tools I use today is that I have all these amazing people on Twitter that I get to speak with. And um, and I have my, my kids here at home. I have a wonderful mother. I do meditations. Um, I will call someone if I need to. I have a counselor. I also have a trauma counselor I just started with. I'm getting all my health issues taken care of. I have to go into the hospital next week for a colonoscopy because I throw up everything they give me to try to take for it. So <laughs> that's where I'm at. You know what I mean? Like, I just have to keep pushing. Like, I get up each day, and every morning I hate the morning because fibromyalgia just absolutely just about kills me in the mornings. And I just, like, hate everything and everybody. But then it's, like, a couple hours later, I feel that fog lifted and my pains. I can move a little bit. I'm like, okay, I can maybe get through this day. And as the day goes by, I just feel even better. But the being making sure my mental health is in, in place, like the antidepressants and stuff like that, because I got depressed, right? But those antidepressants have helped me tremendously. Don't get heavily doped up. Just be slightly lighter. This is Torch the Poet, host of the most unscripted podcast on the planet, The Crow Show. On April 19th, 2020, The Crow Show hatched with a definitive purpose and an imperative goal in mind. I wanted to give listeners and guests a safe platform in which he or she can come and be verbally expressive. I also wanted to have discussions that many would consider too taboo to be held at any dinner table. Discussions that often spark a healing process. 
often spark a release. So I felt that such a podcast platform was very, very necessary in today's world. Now, there are two ways in which you, the listener, can be very supportive. You can certainly subscribe, follow, listen, and share my podcast in this episode, if you will. Or you can also donate any incremental U.S. dollar amount securely and safely through PayPal. All you have to do is simply enter the following URL into your web browser and you're good to go. All lowercase letters, paypal.me forward slash torch the poet. Again, all lowercase letters, paypal.me forward slash torch the poet. Please know that your support means a great deal to me. And I also want to thank you for your time and listening to this particular episode. Remember, put a smile on someone's face today and tomorrow, starting with your own. I now return you back to this episode. Peace and blessings. Um, so, so I, I heard you heard you say that you were tired of being an example. Um, was it? I was tired of being the face of the, of the program for a while. You know what I'm saying? Like because good or I was. bad? Like it was good, but it, at the same time, like for me at that moment, my health was so bad that I was so mm. exhausted. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And mentally, I was taking on everyone's stuff. I'm a, I'm a mercy gifted per- person. I. I'm very empathic. I just carry all that stuff. And then I also, like, you know, I had that self-confidence thing. But then all of a sudden, I had this boost of self-confidence. All of a sudden, it was gone. Because COVID, and I went and spoke in prisons and churches. And I have spoke. And so I went to, on a TV show with a, my mentor. Um, she has went all over the world speaking. She actually has wrote a book, book called Smoking and Joking. It's by Sandy, Sandy Fado. She's awesome. Um, she actually dated Jimi Hendrix, uh, bass player and her girlfriend, Denise, which I've met before dated Jimi Hendrix. So it's really cool. It's all in her book and he's, they were on one of his album covers. So, um, it's kind of (laughs) cool, but, um, I traveled to Georgia for that, but that was cool. I mean, like, those are the things like that really keep me going and, and doing this right here is big for me. I've never done a podcast before. And so I'm really, it's, I'm cool with talking about things. You know what I'm saying? It, it's freedom. When you yeah. speak things out and you speak your truth, that's freedom, man. Exactly. That's like, it's healing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so the more that you do it, I think the more healing and the more freedom you, you receive. And also not just for you, but somebody out there needs to hear what you had to say. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that a lot the past several years and that that's what makes me feel like oh i am still doing something you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so i mean i'm still doing other things too but it's just right now i'm taking a lot of time for me because i have to or i'm not i, I mean my health is pretty bad i have copd too and my lungs are i'm gonna ct scan next week so you know there's just a lot going on so let me, i'm okay well, let me ask you who was who was who was tessa as a child like like Oh my gosh, Tessa was the pleaser. Tessa was, uh, you know, just a sweet. I'm four foot ten. I'm really little, right? I've been four foot ten since I was fourteen. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, anyway, so my dad, my real dad, is uh, like maybe 
five one, and they used to call him Little Jimmy Heartsick, and he played played on the Cas Walker show and the Johnny Cash show, and um, he uh, I had a couple records with RCA, but anyways, um, you know, so as a kid, my stepdad adopted me at two when my parents got married, and I felt like I was this missing piece, like there was just something missing, and then I met my real dad at like twelve years old. And I was like, oh, my gosh, because he plays music, he loves music, I'm a music person. And we're just goofy, we're both a little alike, and he's short, I'm sure, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it was crazy. And so, like, I was just this good kid that wanted to please, and I was in church a lot, too. I didn't miss any church thing. Like, I was, like, one of the worship leaders for praise and worship with youth, you know? And I did that at the house, too, with the girls. And, um, and so but I was always wanted to be the one in the background. My brother can sing and play the piano like nobody's business, but he's in prison right now. So my parents, you know, that's my parents' only blood child. And they adopted another little girl, Caitlin, when she was a baby from a friend of mine that I went to high school with. But, um, you know, I was like a good kid up until uh, about 15, 16, I started, you know, drinking a little, smoking cigarettes here and there. And then I met my boyfriend and um, somewhere smoking weed and stuff like that. And it just, I, you know, I not, hadn't tasted the world. Before that, I was a sweet little innocent kid that never wanted to get my feelings hurt or hurt anyone else's feelings and please my mom, please my dad. You know what I'm saying? And I still feel like I'm up there. Like every day I feel that way because my parents are so, but you know what? <laughs> it's okay because I'm not putting a needle in my arm. I'm not using, you know what I'm saying? That's what, that I just keep telling myself, even though I'm not, because my mother has to do more work now that I'm not the director because the director that I trained, she's never been an addict, but her son did OD. He was an addict, so she understands it. So, but my mom has to go over there and do a lot more work now that I'm not. And I feel like she resents me just a smidge. But I have good parents. My parents are great. Um, they help me with my children, you know what I'm saying? Since baby daddy don't do none of that. But um, anyways, I'm, I'm blessed, you know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, Tessa, Tessa today is just a free-spirited, loving, I love like no other like I love you and I don't know you I tell everybody that and I tell everyone they're worthy and I want to feel that way too again I'm working on that I'm working on that part of me um my health is my big thing right now but I just want to reach out and touch people I just want to it's hard now because get COVID I think that's really put a damper on things especially for me because I like to get out there and you know what I mean but um this has helped. Twitter has helped a lot. Um, why do you why do you say that? Like regarding Twitter has, has helped a lot in, in what way? Spaces. Spaces. Because mm. there's a lot of mental health spaces and mm. and there's the purple people, hashtag purple people, and they're amazing. And it's, it's like a family. And like when I'm struggling, I just go talk or when someone else struggles, it's like Sometimes our co-hosts on there, they pull me up there. It's cool. Um, I need to do my own space. I just haven't opened one yet because there's kind of a lot going on. But um, I don't know. I, I found I found a community. You know what I'm saying? 
I found a really great community. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't, I didn't have that outside of here. And like, I hardly leave my home right now. I stay at home a lot. I got a doctor's appointment to be with my kids. Um, and so Twitter's kind of like my outlet, like going on there and getting on spaces and just enjoying that and camaraderie, you know, um, like-minded people. It's good to be in, instead of to yourself all the time because that's what I was doing. So the reason why I was asking about their childhood because, you know, I'm over here like, damn, to hear that you had actually a really great childhood. Um, your adult life, you know, like, like would you say things were based on using that really kind of, kind of changed, you know, I guess changed your life yeah. in a completely fucking different direction. Dude, it does. It's, it makes you like, it, it, you can't, it's a disease. It's like, you, you cannot help but want that thing. You have to have that. That's the most important thing. Even when I was pregnant and I, this is what I, my CDC thing, like I got a lot of people that um, commented on this part with the pregnant women. Um, pregnant with Hayden, my oldest, I didn't know I was pregnant with him for a while and I was using. And when I stopped using, it was really, really hard. And he was still kind of sick, you know, when I had it. And that is something hard to talk about. But the more I talk about it, the better because more people can speak out about it and get help, you know. My second son, Kyler, has sensory and borderline autism. I used Subutech with him because the doctor told me it was fine. And he wasn't really that sick, but he was very colicky. He's very, he's sensory today, like I said. My third son, I was in jail when I had him. I was, had handcuffs on when I had my third son. What? Damn. Yeah. What what, and, what what is that like? Like what, what's going through your mind? Oh, it's horrible. It, I, I, I'm a, the, thank God that the, the the officer that was there with me, we had been close because I'd been in that job for like six months because I my mom wrote a letter to the judge telling them don't let me out so I don't use while I was pregnant until I had the baby. And so uh they told me the only time I would be able to hold him is right after I have him. Well, he had some mucus in his lungs and they wanted to get it out. Well, I got to see him for two seconds and they took him from me. And I went back to my room for three days, went back to the jail for two weeks, cried the whole entire time. I was missing this little person that was in me and the only person I could talk to because I had one hour out of day because I was in medical and in the in jail. And so, uh, because I was high risk and I'd had seizures. And so, um, anyways, it was the worst experience. And after that, I didn't go back to jail for a while. <laughs> like, and then when I went back there, I sat there and was like, oh my God, I told myself I would never come back here, you know? <laughs> and so uh, I didn't, I didn't have to stay very long, but anyways, it was crazy, man. That was the craziest thing that's ever happened to me jail wise. Like, having him in there, like going to the hospital and then being cuffed to the bed. Sometimes they cuffed me, sometimes they didn't. But I had one really nice uh, officer that took me down to the room where he was at and let me hold him for 10 or 15 minutes before I left. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm, I'm over here like, damn. 
yeah. And then I had to go back to the jail for two weeks. And then I got out. I went to treatment. And they, my mom brought all three of my boys there because it was mm. a treatment that you bring your kids to. Mm. And my newborn's there. And then I got a two- and three-year-old, right? A two-year-old, he just screams and cries. That's Kyler, the sensory, just, you know. You don't know how to tell, but well, but that program, I did a program there in like six months and that program helped Kyler, I think more than it helped any of us because he got, you know, the proper training and I got proper parenting training for him with him and got to be able to understand him a little bit better. And so, you know, I have to look at each, each place, each thing I've done, a blessing, a learning process. Um, and learning experience, something that I had to go through. I call it purpose for the pain. I, I'm just over here with my jaw dropped because I, <laughs> I, I, I can mean, tell because, you, you know, story after story. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's hard to really wrap my head around, you know. I mean, obviously, I don't have the ability to give birth. Um, however, you know, even trying to wrap my head around that feeling of, you know, you're in jail. Because those who know my story know, should I, I talk about the, the, the shit I've done from uh, dealing drugs mm -hmm. to being locked up, whatever. Um, however, again, I'm a man, so I don't yeah. have the ability to give birth while being incarcerated. So I'm over here like, damn, like that. Yeah, you know, it was that, crazy. That, it was crazy. And they, they know, treated me like crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I was don't give like a shit. Worst, my... Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there was a couple of officers that was really nice and seen my heart. You know what I mean? Because anybody that would come in needed something. I loved on them, took care of them, you know, gave them a Bible verse, you know, whatever. Prayed with them. Um, but uh, that's just what I kind of do. Every time, everywhere I go, it happens. And it's just that was my call. And that's what I did for three and a half years. I, I That's what I did. I, I talked to people. I helped people. I wrote a program uh through the help of learning through different i've been to eight different treatments and through those eight different treatments i just smashed it up and put it in a 12-month program you know and uh what works and what, what don't and we learn what worked and what don't too and we're still learning but um it's good now we have a transition house for them to to go to when they get done um we're working on a men's facility but it is different when you're a woman. Um, there's a lot of women that lose their kids, and it's heart disheartening. But at the same time, sometimes you know that they're better off. And that sucks, you know, unless they're back right. And um, there's a song that, uh, uh, who is it? Oh, gosh, he's a Christian rapper. Uh, Lecrae. And some, or no, not Lecrae. Uh, so one of them would say, get back right. And I'm telling you, you got to listen to it. It's good. It's good. And the girls love to dance. Like in the mornings before we'd start our devotions and mm -hmm. stuff, I'd turn on the Christian rap and we'd dance and hug each other. I'd say, hug it up. And, you know, they love that. And I would, I just brought a different spin to things, you know? Yeah. And we had fun. And when every time they had a birthday, I threw the biggest birthday parties for them. One girl, she loved the 80s. So we did an 80s themed birthday party. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, that's that's my heart i want to do things for people and right now i feel disabled like i am very capable hardly capable right now of just getting about my day and that's not 
like me. That was not me a year ago, you know? Well, you wanting, you know, you wanting to do things for people that, that that's a great thing. It starts with you though. You know, like, what do you, are, are you taking time to really do things for you where you feel, um, the fact that, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're growing, you're, 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 you're learning through, through self repetition of, of, of right. positive things, you know, manifestations. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, are you, are you, know, are you taking that time to really ensure your progress? I am, I am. And, but at the same time, um, I'm financially, I'm not working. So it's really hard for me right now because I'm relying on my parents and I really need to get my own space because I, uh, I just feel like I do, I'm a, it's better for me because my mother and I are kind of toxic because she's not me and her are different. I'm a lot like my dad. And, um, and so it's, it's been really hard. Like she resents me, I feel like. And so it's just been like, I just feel like we need our own space so I can be a mother. Finally, I've not had that chance yet. Mm -hmm. I went straight to, I went straight out of jail, lived at my parents, then moved in upstairs because there was a, an apartment for me and the boys upstairs above the house for the girls. Mm -hmm. I never went home from work. You know what I'm saying? I walked up to, up the a hill and went upstairs in my house from that girl's house where they were downstairs. So they were constantly knocking on my door, calling me, needing me to come downstairs. I never went home from work. I constantly just gave, 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 gave. I did not take for myself. I don't take that time. And then I learned a lot of hard lessons through it. You know, I lost both my grandmothers about a year and a half ago. Mm, One of them. Yeah, thank you. One of them was like my mother. She pretty much raised me. And um uh and then my emotional support dog like died two weeks later so it was really like what so i think i just had this breakdown and burnout moment mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and i just needed i hoarded up in my apartment took care of the boys you know got them to school all that stuff but i called moms i'm gonna have to come home yeah i gotta come home i need to step away from this because I, if i'm there i'm gonna work you know what i'm saying or try. And then when I can't, I feel like I'm failing. And so I'm not going to set myself up for failure when I just need to come home and get healing for myself. And so right now I'm working on financial, trying to make money somehow from home until I can get to work and work you know, and, um, I'm looking into HUD housing and section eight, which is hard because I'm felon, you know, uh, it's just been rough, man. But at the same time, it's also, I've learned so much. And I've helped so many people. What would you say is, is, is that one thing that, that still resonates with you to date that you have learned? I mean, going to jail 26 times, I mean, that, you know, shit, I've been <laughs> there, I've been there, what, uh, shit, four times. So, you know, shit, and I know my ass definitely, <laughs> there's nothing fun about jail so so you know what what would you say is that 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 one thing that still resonates um that you have learned the look in my son's eyes when he even thinks that i might not be around or actually failing myself because i know what's out there and it's worse and worse today and it hurts my heart. 
a friend of mine just passed away this week, overdose. Um, and one of my girls that came and did so good for almost a year just overdosed this week. I and so, again. Damn. Damn. no, it's just like happening like crazy. But, you know, the thing that resonates with me is I did big things when I didn't think I could do anything when I was little bitty, ten, four foot, 10, 90 pound, nothing, nobody. You know what I'm saying? I was on the news for doing this and this and that. But then I get up there on this stage of, of you know, uh, churches and, and prisons and jails and stuff. And I just speak. I don't even know what to say. I don't plan for what I'm going to say, just like I didn't plan this. I just speak. You know what I'm saying? And when I speak, it needs to come out at the moment. And if I forget something, then that's, there's a reason for it, you know? So there's things that are highlighted in my life right now, like going and doing those things are so great. The CDC thing this week, last week, I was having, I've just been, I was down. And the CDC sent me a beautiful picture. And it says, I know with my face on it, it's on the, there's a, there is a few, uh, uh, it's on YouTube, but there's a, it's on uh, commercials too. People see it all the time. Call me like, I just seen you on commercial, you know? <laughs> um, but it says, it says, I knew I had to stop for the sake of my children in quotations with my face on it. And then there's a few pictures of me and my mother and then, then, you know, filming me. And that I knew I need, had to stop for the sake of my children. That right there is really my purpose because I never want to go back out there. I just couldn't live out there as sick as I have been. There's no way I could live that way today. It just turns me off. It seriously turns me off. I, I, I hear it in your voice. Um, I just want you to really, really keep in mind, like taking that time for you. Yeah. You know, um, but also, you know, like really finding what is your, because I'm a convicted felon too, you know, I get it, believe me, especially when it comes to housing, I definitely get it. I believe me, yeah. I definitely get it. Um, you know, but uh, however, however, there's a flip when it comes to being able to earn, you know, earn, earn some bread, earn some money. Um, if you tap into, you know, perhaps something that's your, your God-given gift, God-given talent. Right. Um, you know, and, and making money always isn't the key to life. Really, it's, it's it is not, not the key to life. Yeah. Um, it see, does help. I felt, it, I felt that way over yeah. there when I had a home and I got paid $300 a week. That's it. You know what I'm But you know what? I, I never wanted for anything. Yeah. Now, um, my phone bills passed through. Uh, it's probably going to be turned off after the month. And <laughs> I was so glad it was on right now. But um, my phone bills passed too. Uh, you know what I mean? And my parents are not in the best place to help. And so it's just like, okay. So I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm stuck and I'm back at square one. And everyone else has been helped and get on their feet. Where's my turn? That's, <laughs> I feel that way sometimes. But then again, I'm like, God, I'm so blessed. You know what I'm saying? But I also feel like I have been forgotten and are just alone sometimes, you know, when I've helped, I, I say over a hundred women, people, you know, and so it just, it, it, it is hard sometimes, but also the good I've been forgotten, I always forget.
positive vibrations to you and yours this is the one and only torch the poet and i'd like to thank you for listening to the episode that you are currently listening to now that i do have your attention i'd like to ask a favor of you there's this very dope very unscripted podcast called the king cube and torch review yes that is the king cube and torch review my little bro king cube and myself torch the poet we have collaborated on providing a very unscripted approach to the world of reviews when it comes to film and series we felt the need for a segment that would bring much needed color to a very black and white world of film therefore we're going to give you just that a very unscripted review like no other when it comes to films and series new episodes drop every Sunday follow us on your follow follow us on your favorite streaming platform pardon me for the slip up there and remember to put a smile on someone's face today and tomorrow starting with your own peace and blessings and we thank you for your support physically ready for when things start to hit um you know and and trust me in my 40s like i've been through some ish um you know and and i'm I'm really doing my best to align myself in a way where i'm like okay great things will happen effortlessly like i won't have to even force them i I just have to believe in them and and and, and and allow it to manifest and um just really, really believe it, believe they will happen with conviction. Um, and, you know, set, set myself up for great success, you know? Right, um, instead of failure. Yeah, you know, and it's tough, you know. Um, That's what I say, like, sometimes you're like, I'm going to do this and this isn't like, no, don't set yourself up for Let's just, just cut it down a little bit here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to, like, okay, you know, you see, don't here's, have anything, you know? Well, here's the thing. Um, it's not even failure unless you don't try, you know? Yeah. Um, you win when you do try. Yeah. Now, trying is one thing, but doing the most is another thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, what, but, but what, 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 what do you consider doing the most? You know, what do you... Thinking, like, just thinking that I can get up and go to work every day. And you know what I'm saying? Because right now, I barely can get out of my bed in the mornings. I, I'm suffering. I don't take meds for my stuff. You know? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm miserable. And uh, I, I like my my lower back and hips are really messed up. I've been through a lot of trauma, though. And I, che- I was a cheerleader in high school. Okay, that's what I was like as a kid. I was a cheerleader and I was a horseback rider. I used to show and break horses. I loved it. And I loved the biggest, meanest horse. <laughs> Hardest one to deal with. I loved it you know um so my body is just you know a little broken down but it's okay i was so great like run crazy for like three and a half years and all of a sudden i just felt like i crashed but mentally emotionally i feel like the more better i get better physically i feel but the, the, also the winter the the since it's coming up spring and 
you know, it'll be warmer. My pain won't be as bad. So I know that hurts and I'm excited for that right now. But I'm just, you know, I push forward each day and doing the most for me is thinking that I can call three or four phone calls I'm going to make, make sure I check on some freelancing work I'm trying to do, make sure that my kids get this and this and this done, make sure that I go to the store the same day or make sure that uh, I clean every single, all the house that's whole day. That's setting me up for failure. That's doing the most. Now, if I do a few things, that's one thing. But if I do the, you know, things I know I cannot get accomplished in that day, that's setting myself up for failure, if that makes sense. Yeah, that definitely makes that that definitely makes sense. Um I I I if if I were if I'm pardon me, if I may suggest that word failure in regard to trying to accomplish way too many things. Uh, I, I, perhaps it, it is more um you won't be able to accomplish <laughs> a lot of things in one day. Yeah. Um that's all. You know, I mean hell. You can only accomplish well, see, what, what, what you can accomplish. That's but... where my mother and I clash. That's, well, that's she she sees me as useless right now. And so even though I'm not using that I'm not as useful as I was, does that and that's making me feel I'm I'm struggling with that. But at the same time, I'm still here and she has tried to push me out sometimes. But I am not. I will never walk away again. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I'm standing my ground and I'm not going to be knocked around. And I let that happen too much this past year or so. And I, this past two months or so, I have really gained a lot of my strength and my, and my uh, self-confidence back. Um. I'm just a bit like jaw dropped. Um, <laughs> and so, because I do want to get you with a part two, because there's a lot of things where I want to dive into, but I won't be able to get it all in, in one. Okay. Um, so if you had to go, if you had to pick a, pick a, a, a certain age in your life that you can go back to and you can get it right. 28. Why is that? Because that's when the first time I ever used heroin. Mm. And I wish I'd never stuck a needle more. Because that's where it got worse. And things got so much back. I mean, I would go back maybe younger than that. But really, to be honest, I couldn't. I've always had a love for people and want to help people. I've always had that heart mercy gift. You know what I'm saying? But I've also... um I wanted that taste for the world and, you know, just have a little fun. I'm just a little fun, but that's what I say in my, my video. I thought it was just a little fun for a little while. No, it turned out to be 17, 18 years, <laughs> you know? Um, but uh, for me, it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I got sidetracked. No, that was the point of me asking that question because, you know, we I I think we all have a certain age where we're like, yeah, if we we can go back in time, um, you know, you definitely would get a do over. Yeah. Um, you know, I definitely appreciate the fact that you were very I transparent. With, with that. I wouldn't use with my kids too. That would be one thing. I wish I could go back 
before. I, and I didn't have kids till I was 24. And I'm pretty proud of myself for that. And I have one baby daddy. I'm, I'm proud of myself for that there. But, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Being in that lifestyle and stuff, it just, I'm proud of myself. I'm not, not down anybody else that does. I'm just, I have three good boys. One of them's a little wild. And he's sitting right here with me and he wanted to listen. He's the one that, that likes to listen to you. And, uh, Anyways, he he's he's watching his little thing right now. But he's he said, uh, "I'm so proud of you, mom, for doing this." I said, "Why?" He said, "Because you've been so down lately, and you're doing something like this." And I said, "Well, of course I'd do something like this, honey. You know, because I enjoy it. It makes me feel better. It makes me feel good." Oh, I definitely appreciate you. You know, I do. Um, to be open and and, and transparent, um, I'm over here wondering you know other than your 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 boys um and i don't say that in a in a way that no, minimizes know. but it's like what else brings you joy other than your sons like you know after after that because i mean most moms you know i i, I definitely understand when you all say that because i mean heck you gave birth yeah. <laughs> there's a certain yeah. connection um yeah. you know after that you know um what really brings you joy what motivates you what motivates me is, oh my gosh. Okay, so I call it stress or just stress crafting. <laughs> and I'm sorry, my son was, uh, I like to craft. I love crafting. I, I could not paint for nothing when I was younger. I didn't think I was an artist, but I love woodwork. I learned that when I got clean um I love photo photography I love nature I love fishing I'm a country girl remember that Tennessee <laughs> I love horses I love horseback riding but um I uh it's weird my mom was like every time someone asks you to go do something like my cousin asked me to come help with her newborn baby because she was wore out and it was in the evening so I always feel better in the evening daytime's like more time, I have more time. And she's like, you can go do that, but you can't do this. And I said, mom, it's just a different scenery. Plus I enjoy helping someone. It makes me feel like I have purpose. You know what I'm saying? So that still drives me. And I enjoyed every minute of loving with that little squishy little baby. <laughs> and uh, his, his name, oh, he's, he's precious, but uh, he, he's, He's mixed and he's gorgeous and um, she's my age and she has teenagers, two teenagers and a brand new baby. And she was an addict as well. And so she works. She does medical billing now. She's doing phenomenal. I mean, look, some point in life, you know, you, you, I don't know, you have to, to really believe in the fact that, okay, things will turn around and believe me, I'm telling you the, the the ish I've gone through, um, mm -hmm. from me being shot in my back by a Latin King that used oh to game God. bang to a lot of other things. Like I I I really do understand. Um, sometimes you know life can throw curveballs, um, and sometimes I can bring on some shit in my life too by my yeah. my yeah. my decisions. You know. Um, mm -hmm. However, I'm like, you know, I gotta, I gotta keep on fighting. I gotta keep on standing. I have to make decisions that somehow will hopefully, you know, pan out the right way. Um, 
I don't want right. it to be a toss up, you know, of course, I want it to be a yeah. very sound this decision, pardon me. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, like, yo, like life, life, life can be crazy sometimes, you know? Um, yeah, you don't know it, shoot. But you gotta, you really gotta be like, all right, well, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And yeah, you know, get yeah. to that I've point of that no point. return. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm ready to get, I mean, I just, I, I, the thing is, is like, my, I had COVID like three months ago and mm-hmm. ever since then my lungs have gotten worse, right? And so it's like, when mm-hmm. I get to go do stuff, I just get wore out so fast for some reason. Mm-hmm. And so, and then I was pain in my back, my body, like I'm always out of whack because fiber and like I have slipped rib syndrome when my ribs will pop out, you know, because the inflammation in between the cart, whatever, anyways. Um, and so like there's days where I just can't move, but then I'll do a meditation. I will lay on my massager thing. I will roll on balls. I have these balls that I roll on. My kids walk in and like, what are you doing? I'm leaving alone. I'm doing my thing in the morning. Um, just to get where I can actually walk and do things. So I do, I've done, and I do, uh, teas, like herbal teas that help inflammation and nausea and stuff like that. And it's all herbal. I don't do any regular, like tea bags or nothing in it. It's so good. Um, I I learned a lot actually. White willow bark's really good. Ginger, turmeric, you know, stuff like that. Um, so you know, I learned a lot. Those are things that have helped me. Um, but I will never stop pushing. I won't. I had a moment the other day where I felt the most hopeless I have ever felt since I've been clean, and I didn't like that at all. I really meditated that night. I prayed. And I got up the next day and I felt totally different. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to have days, but they're just days. You know what I'm saying? And this is mm-hmm. what I tell I told one girl to try to leave that it was there almost eight and a half, nine months. She's about to graduate. And I said, she said, well, my boyfriend's at, at a time. I'm just, I'm missing and I'm laughing. And, 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 and I said, okay, okay. And because she was from the streets, I just talked to her like this, okay. <laughs> and the all right, but you're weakening because you're letting your feelings and most drive. When you let your feelings and emotions always drive you, then you're gonna go right back out there and do something stupid. And I told my cousin that when he started drinking again, when he got out and got you know was doing good for a minute and then he left the state. But I told him he was weak need because uh, it's supposed to be his big or strong minute, you know. But he had a little bit of pain, so he th- thought he needed a beer. So he went, I got a beer. You know what I'm saying? Like. Then he got arrested two days later. It's crazy because people don't listen to, to the wisdom. You know what I'm saying? And but the, this what I, I I don't understand is I can't let my feelings, emotions, those things drive me. And I have a thing on my mirror that says, "Take your power back." I wrote it on there every morning. I read it. Take your power back. And I have this sign that says, "You are you are enough. You are more than enough. You will always be more than enough." You will always be more than F enough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so cool. Like, I tried to to do self-talk. Like, those are the things that motivate me when anything. And my kids, I know they're more supportive of me than they ever have been. And they're 10, 12, and 14. So, you know. No, I, look, I, I, definitely, I definitely dig. I definitely dig. 
Um, so like I said, I've got to get you with a part two. I've got to. Okay, uh, let's do it. I wrote so many things down. And I'm like, cool. Right. I'm definitely going to, because I like to leave cliffhangers for people. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. That's got good. to, because I want people to be like, okay, well, where, I have more. Where is some and of that I can tea? I do a stand-up comedy show, really, if I wanted to, stories. With a hot mess. Well, look, let people know where they can okay. certainly find you on Twitter, because you mentioned about Twitter being such a, a place of therapy for it you, so to speak. It is a good platform for me, yeah. Yeah, so um, what is your handle, as the youngins like to say? Uh, it's the at, oh gosh, I have two of them. But it's the at Tessa, and it has a bunch of numbers. It's 474850, I think. And so, and then there's uh, Tessa the Mesa. Uh, that, that's my second handle. So, um, but I also have Facebook. It's Tessa King. Um, and uh, but, uh, I use those and I do Snapchats too. But, I, you know, this is great. Um, I, I share it. I'll share it all over the place. Instagram too. I don't can't remember my name really because I'll get on there very much. But <laughs> <laughs> well, they got the Twitter, so that that's that's the main one, if nothing more. I'm sure would be uh Twitter be your Twitter. Really is, I'm telling you, and everybody was like, "When you get the link, let me know." Like <laughs> when I posted that, and so I will make sure that when we do get the link, I will share the crap out of it. And they, it, I'm telling you, everybody's already asking. Tons of people ask me for it, so. Well, look, this is this is, this is this is definitely more for 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 those who need it to to hear yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and receive. You know what I'm saying? Um, I always bless up for for any type of downloads. Uh, yet I'm like, you know, shit. I, I want people to, to to be able to receive, heal, relate. You know, yeah. those, those things because it's it's more yeah. more important than than numbers. Um, mm -hmm. But like I said, we're definitely no, exactly. doing a part two. We're, we're definitely doing a part yes, two. Because um, I want to reach people. You know what I'm saying? That's why I do this. And plus, I just wanted to meet you too. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no doubt. The pleasure's yeah, mine. No, pleasure's mine too. This has been awesome and easy and chill. Thank you for making it so chill. Um, I had I put on makeup and everything. I think it, thought it was a whole. <laughs> no, everything's <laughs> No, every... because it makes me feel more just relax <laughs> no look I, I definitely appreciate you um you there yeah can you hear me can you hear me yeah i can hear you oh okay um so, yeah so okay so so in closing as i like to, to let the, the the listeners know my little okay. closing comments um pretty much just to remember to put a smile on someone's face today and tomorrow starting with your own um, like I said, Tessa, yes. I'll reach out to you um, a little later on this evening. We'll set up a, a part two. And, okay. you know what I'm saying? I definitely appreciate you. What, what is your son's name? A 14-year-old? Hayden. 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 Oh. Hayden. Hayden. Okay. Yeah. So shout out to you, Hayden. Bless up to you, young king. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, yeah. Believe that you can certainly conquer uh, any obstacle and you can achieve your 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 most most passionate of dreams young man so shout out to you hayden oh um, thank you for doing that no no doubt Shit, I, I thank him you know that's the reason why yeah. i do what i do uh, well one of the yeah. reasons why i do what i do um but certainly one of the most important reasons at that much love to you i really appreciate you tessa and i swear to gosh mm -hmm. you better be ready to to because i'm gonna pull some some for real tea out of you next time because okay. you gave me exactly what i needed
<laughs> to, to write okay. down. So it's about to be on the poppy. So you, That's uh, what's up. I'm going to see how ready you are. All right. I'm ready. I'll talk Thank with you, you soon. All right. <laughs> I have fantastic. <laughs> Good night. You have a great night. <laughs>